You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Jerome, thanks so much for taking the time. It's been a while. How are you? I am doing great. How you? How you doing? We're doing good, Jerome. Glad we were capable of finding your representative to get in touch with you because you've been missing. Where you been, man? You've been working on your golf game. I know. I'm just surprised you guys still on the air. I thought, um, <laughs> well, Jerome, I'm not going anywhere. So you got to revise that opinion, all right? Now. You know what, man? You can go back to your representative and go to sleep because you sound like you're snoring. How about that one? Hey, JP, we were, we were looking for you on ESPN. What time is that show on? I was snoring listening to um, Cordell. <laughs> Man, good to have you on, baby. Good to have you on as usual. You know that. Um, Going into Pittsburgh, uh, the last game they played against, uh, the last time they played against the Jacksonville Jaguars was in in October. And and remembering that game, it wasn't pretty when it came to the offensive side of football, five interceptions. And we saw one of the people that he, we saw one of the actual stations that Ben Roethlisberger talked to, and I think they baited him to saying that he wanted to play the Jacksonville Jaguars again. How do you think the outcome would be this time in a sense of how he plays individually? I think he, he's going to play much better individually. I think, you know, he played probably his worst game as a pro. Uh, and I don't see him following that up with another terrible game. I see because of, uh, the team that he has, and the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars offensively don't look like they're going to be a significant threat, it changes the game plan on how you play them a second time around. You don't have to throw it as much as you probably did the first time around, or and you're not dependent on Antonio Brown as much as he was, Ben was earlier in the year. Um, because of uh, Antonio Brown's injury, it's actually helped him, uh, you know, kind of survey the field much more and be a better quarterback. So I think they'll see a totally different Ben Roethlisberger the, this next game as opposed to when he, when they played him early in the year. Always a pleasure to chat with Jerome Bettis. He's our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Let's say the Steelers win the Super Bowl next month in Minnesota. Could you envision Ben Roethlisberger retiring after the game? I could envision it. Uh, I think it's possible, not probable. Uh, the reason being, you know, he has the ability to, you know, if if they can get Le'Veon Bell figured out at least one more year with the entire group uh, together. So I, I just don't see him walking away when he looks at the – uh, the climate looks at look at his team and says, "Hey, we can do this uh, one more time." So, I, will he walk away? I don't think so. We know Antonio Brown has been the the face of this receiving core, and let's just say the even the energy on that side of the football. But look at this kid in Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, he's come in and he's much bigger. Uh, he has the same type of flair, so to speak. How big of a lightning rod has he been for this offense? huge because the question mark was always that that second receiver who's going to be opposite Antonio Brown who's going to be able to get the job done and what's happened is I think um, Martavis Bryant coming back has been really beneficial for Juju because what happens is now you put Martavis Bryant although he was rusty a, a lot early in the season you still had to respect him which left that slot area very, very weak. And when Juju uh, was able to step in, really good route runner, really good hands, great size, 
and pretty good speed. Uh, you factor all that in, you put him in that position. With those two guys outside, it forces teams to have to kind of play those, those safeties a little wider, which leaves the middle of the field open. And uh, Juju has been able to optimize you know, every opportunity he's gotten. I mean, he's, he's been electric. Uh, when he's gotten the football in his hand. So I just think the Steelers are going to you know, try, try to find more ways to get him the football. But, you know, having Antonio Brown uh, outside of him doesn't hurt. Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis is our guest on the NFL on tune. And, Jerome, what do you make of the James Harrison situation since the Steelers cut him after all? Was there anything wrong with him going to the Patriots? Nah, not at all. Ultimately, you know, he wanted to play. Um, they weren't going to give him an opportunity to play. You know, week fifteen, week sixteen. So you got to ask yourself at the end. At the you know, they cut you at at the end of week fifteen. Where where do you go? You have an opportunity to play more than one game. You got to go to a playoff contender. The only one that really needed his services was the Patriots. So yeah, it's not the best place to go. And obviously, because of the rivalry, you know, a lot of people were very upset about that. But but at the end of the day. You know, he still wants to play football, and, uh, you know, you got to give him that opportunity. When you look around the National Football League, the teams that's having success, uh, you find out that the quarterback, and whether it be the head coach or the offensive coordinator, has a good quality control as far as the, the chemistry is concerned. Uh, give me the, from the outside looking in, give me your honest opinion on Todd Haley and Ben Roethlisberger's relationship. Is it one – uh, that is good and it just sounds like it's optics and conversations on the outside or is there some truth to it that they don't really see eye to eye and there's some button heads every once in a while? I think I, I think it's it's a little bit of both. I think they, they have a, a pretty good working relationship uh, but there is some, some head butting from time to time uh, whether it's uh, you know on Ben's side or whether it's on, uh, on Haley's side. I mean it goes both ways. Uh, so I think it's a little bit of both, but I, I think for the most part they they do a great job of uh, working together. Uh, I just think that you know at some point uh, it can become a little thorny, but uh, never to the point where it affects the the team or the or you know Ben's game. Jerome as one of the greatest running backs in the history of the league, and a former LA Ram. What'd you take away from Todd Gurley's season? Do you think he is the league MVP? I, I thought he had a, a MVP-worthy uh, year, no doubt about it. If you take him off of that Los Angeles Rams team, uh, they don't have a chance. Uh, you know, and so you look at him and look what he was able to accomplish, running the ball and receiving the ball. He was um, pretty spectacular this season. Jerome, when you speaking of another running back, uh, Frank Gore, no one's really given Frank Gore an opportunity to get the respect that I think he truly deserves. Because one thing about him, he he may have not given you the flashy yards. He hadn't hadn't been with the the most historical organizations and giving you those yards other than San Francisco, but nothing that stood out that much. But yet he's been steady and consistent and he's been on the football field pretty much every year. Give me your take on what you've seen from him uh, and what he's been able to do just this year alone with the Indianapolis Colts. You know, Frank Gore is a great running back. It's unfortunate that he played with uh, some teams that were just terrible. Um, I mean, weren't competitive. That's the sad part. And he was still able uh, to get uh, you know, great yardages uh, from year in and year out. And for him to do what he's doing, yeah, it, it it takes a while, but that's part of it. He's been durable. 
he's been available, and he's got it done. And that's something to be said about all of those. So I tip my hat off to him. I think he's a you know great running back, and he's he's you know standing the test of time because you know he's he's starting to get you know he's not a spring chicken anymore, and he's still getting the job done. So you got to give him credit. Jerome, always outstanding to chat with you. Just like you, I'm amazed this show is still on the air. Believe it or not, they're letting us go back to the Super Bowl, so we hope to say hello in person when we get to Minnesota. I'm just going to tell you, you might want to hook your hook hook up with another horse. I'm telling you, be careful. <laughs> I'm hey, just man, I just want to know. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Cordell has been a, a true friend of mine for, I mean, almost 20 years. Uh, so he is um, definitely a, a really good friend. I joke with him um, because I know he can take it, but uh, he's been a great friend. I just want to know something, man. You know, when it comes to your golf game, is it durable? Is it available? Is it getting any better since you said this in the last thing he, about Frank he, Gore? He should have He should have left it. We should have ended the conversation right there. <laughs> and then I know, <laughs> yep. But now he's going right to the toilet. Jeez. Hey, Jerome, by that. Hey, man, you sound like you got to go back to sleep. Just go to sleep, man. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you, you Jerome. Don't like you going to work. So I can't say go back to work. It would be the first time either one of us worked. We'll see you in Minnesota. Thank you, Jerome. <laughs> hey, take care. See you guys later. You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart.